Welcome to Open Source News. Please like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. Have a blessed day. But, but you understand the ultimate goal here is that no Republican will ever win for office ever again, let alone yeah. president. No Republican will win. That's the whole point. The onslaught, the fake news, the propaganda, the machine, the plot plan scheme to keep Donald John Trump off the ballot completely in 2024 continues. Let's get into some Trump news at the very top of this episode. The Hill is reporting, former Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said he briefly talked about using the 25th Amendment to remove former President Trump from power during a discussion with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in the wake of the January 6th riot. But Mnuchin, who served as Treasury Secretary from the beginning of the Trump presidency to his end, said he did not uh, seriously consider using the measure to remove Trump from office. Now remember... Right now, as if uh, as you've been following me, I've not been here on YouTube due to a forced hiatus by this platform over reporting some data that you can find on a government reporting system. I have been on our other show, BCP Unfiltered. Make sure you check it out over at therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com or catching on Spotify. I've been talking about how uh, this the continued plan is to make sure they can do everything that Trump so Trump can't be president again in 2025, right? 2024 is the election. He will be sworn in January 20th, 2025. All out assault, all hands on deck to make this possible or impossible. And I'm not just talking about the Democrats, folks. I'm also talking about the rhinos, the establishment, those that do not want a populist president that represents the people. How dare us think that we should be able to, you know, consent to those that govern us and actually pick those that govern us. For instance, the Democrat Party, Joe Biden wasn't very popular in the primaries, but they did what they did and they got other people to bow out, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, etc. They can't do that in the Republican Party because President Trump is still very popular. So they're trying to do everything else they can in the 2024 run. Part of it, of course, is with the January 6th uh, unselect committee giving uh, referrals to the DOJ, very corrupt DOJ, to indict President Trump. They're going to try to use the 14th Amendment saying that he can't run. Just ridiculousness, right? Just ridiculousness. And now we're getting new news about, seems like every day now, about some new thing on why President Trump shouldn't run or couldn't, can't be able to run. Like I was saying, what I have been reporting on the other show is, for instance, how going into 2024 in the Republican Party, President Trump still has like double the support of Ron DeSantis, which is very interesting because Ron DeSantis hasn't even thrown his name in the hat yet. Mike, uh, Mike Pompeo is on that list. And Mike Pence seems to, according to these polls of Republican, likely Republican voters, uh, Pence is increasing his support as well. And now we have this news coming out uh, here at the end of the year. It came up very briefly in our conversation. Mnuchin told the January 6th committee in his, despo- uh, in his deposition, which was released Tuesday. We both believe that the best outcome was a normal transition of power, which was working, and neither one of us contemplated in any serious format the 25th Amendment. 
The only research I did out of curiosity was I Googled it. I remember, I remember my general counsel asked me if I wanted him to do an extensive research on it. I said, no, not at this point. Now, of course, if you're not familiar, the 25th Amendment allows a president to step in if the president has been declared unfit for office by the vice president and a majority of the cabinet officials. The problem was after January 6th, a lot of uh, turncoats, people who were in on the scheme, because it was a scheme, it was a plot, and a lot of just weak people uh, fell in with the false narrative that President Trump was to blame for what essentially was a protest, not an insurrection. And um, they they jumped ship. They just resigned. So there was no cabinet to even try to force a 25th Amendment. They were all leaving. Mnuchin and Pompeo, uh, Pompeo discussions about the 25th Amendment had previously been reported by ABC News, Jonathan Carl, and his book, Betrayal. Carl said in an interview about the book that Pompeo asked for a legal analysis of the 25th Amendment and how it worked, but dismissed the idea the next day upon realizing how difficult the process would be. Why is this news coming up now? Well, because of the January 6th is still leaking stuff out selectively to the press. It is a drip campaign of lies. Oh, more lies dripping out about President Trump. President Trump truthed out this. Contrary to the fake news reporting, I never asked Jared or Ivanka to be part of the 2024 campaign for president and, in fact, specifically asked them not to do it. Too mean and nasty with the fake and corrupt news and having to deal with some absolutely horrendous sleazebags in the world of politics and beyond. There has never been anything like this uh, ride before and they should not be further subject to it. I ran twice and I'm doing it again. Now, why did President Trump uh, tweet this uh, uh, right after Christmas? Well, it's because of this new fake news that's going around. We have here uh, from Jack Phillips over at Epic Times reporting on what the other news outlets are reporting. This tweet from, uh, or I should say truth, excuse me, from President Trump comes days after the New York Post and other outlets citing anonymous sources, aka made-up BS sources, claim that Trump privately spoke with his daughter and son-in-law to join his 2024 White House bid when his daughter Tiffany Trump got married in November. Those reports said Ivanka and Kushner rejected his proposal to join. Why? Oh, it was a Kanye West effect, supposedly. But obviously, as you're seeing here, this is a fake story. This is These unnamed sources are unnamed because they have no name because they're made up. That's how they roll over at the New York. Uh, uh, actually, the New York Post is actually pretty good, but uh, other anonymous. Uh, this is how these anonymous sourcing works. New York Magazine, which similarly cited unnamed sources, stated that Kushner rejected Trump's proposal because he met with Kanye West several weeks ago. Neither Trump nor Kushner have publicly responded to that specific allegation. The New York Post has, has done some great stuff. So let me take this back, not in defense of New York Post. But these unnamed sources may be real sources that are just lying and making crap up. Please like, share, and subscribe, by the way. It really helps us uh, while we were on this forced hiatus for uh, seven or eight days. Uh, for some odd reason, we lost a whole bunch of subscribers because that only makes sense uh, with their math that I'm not around for a week. Which, you know, I think most channels don't publish two videos a day like we do here on this channel. So if I go a week without uh, publishing, 
That's no reason to start losing thousands of subscribers, but somehow that happens to me, James, the black conservative patriot. My name is an affront to the lies and the system. Blacks cannot be conservative. Blacks cannot be patriots because 1619 and other fake propaganda that we are supposed to hate this country, which is ridiculous seeing that people are dying, killing, jumping over, sitting in the back of trucks, and of course, uh, endangering their own lives at the Rio Grande and way before there, that, putting their hands and their lives, their livelihood, young women and uh, young uh, children putting their, what's most precious, their chastity and their innocence in the hands of coyotes and smugglers because this country is so racist that they're literally endangering the lives to come here. And of course, that's false. This is a great country. Still is. We're fighting to keep it great. Oh, we're Marxists for sure now. But we still have remnants of shadows of how great this country was and still can be if we can turn it around. But my name is an affront. How dare James call himself the black conservative patriot? Blacks are supposed to hate America and her racism and her, uh, her, uh, what, what is it, uh, systemic racism. Of course, that's a lie. How many Africans and West Indians, black people, look just like me? Love this country and the opportunity it affords. And they love their families. So much for black conservative patriot being some sort of false name or misnomer. Anyhow, please like, share, and subscribe. And please don't forget to check out our other show. It's been going on this whole time. If you missed me, it's because you haven't been paying attention. Right now, pause this video. Go over to therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com. Press Control D on your keyboard, or I guess it would be Command D on a Mac, and save it. Well, we hope that this never happens again, but if it ever does, and you're like, oh man, I really wish I could listen to BCP's reporting and his analysis, go into your bookmarks and you'll find bcpexers.com and therealbcp.com, and you realize the party's been going on this whole time. I've been telling you guys, make sure that you check us out over there. Okay, so New York Magazine had a similar unnamed sources stating that Kushner rejected Trump's proposal all because of the Kanye West thing. After Trump announced his uh, third presidential bid at Mar-a-Lago on November 14th, Ivanka Trump confirmed she would not join the campaign. I reported on this. She said that she wanted to focus on uh, her family. Uh, I think it's awesome. But once again, this is just more fake news, making it look like there's division among the Trump family, his children, his in, uh, his his son-in-law, etc. I think it's very wise that President Trump not have Ivanka uh, on. Jared, I like him as a secret guy because uh, he did great working with President Trump in the Abrahamic uh, peace accords. Yeah, remember when there was peace? In the Middle East, there was peace in the world when we had President Trump, the only president in the modern era not to start a new conflict, actually destroyed ISIS, and started to draw down our troops in Afghanistan and was going to do a smart withdrawal, not leaving China $83 billion worth of military wares, hardware, 
weaponry for them to reverse engineer and use against Taiwan. But I digress. President Trump has a lot to say about a lot of things. Let's get into that right now. Yes, this is a Trump-centric episode. First of all, we've got this 4,000-page omnibus bill that nobody has time to read. Nobody. I don't care whatever speed reading course you took. And it doesn't have to be that way. What is astonishing, though, and what is unacceptable is that 17 Republicans decided to vote for this. Why do we need Democrats when Republicans are going to go vote to add $1 trillion to the federal deficit? As usual, President Trump has his finger on the pulse. He was in the swamp for four years. He knows exactly how it works, whether it's the Democrat swamp or it's the Mitch McConnell establishment rhino swamp. Mitch McConnell raises money and he gives it to Republican senators and they go out and vote. Very simple. He's not a leader. He just raises money and he gives it, you know, he pays, gives them a lot of money. And it's amazing, you know, that they can get that by because they needed 10 senators 10 or 12 and he gets to 10 or 12 including himself it's a horrible bill you know the media touts this as some kind of a win for both sides as a bipartisan victory it's not and quite frankly it's more embarrassing as charlie said for us republicans because every time we vote these people into office thinking that they're not going to betray us thinking that they're not going to sell us down the river and every single time they do it and if they waited yeah, for two or three weeks you'd, uh, you'd have the republican congress helping and would make a much better right. deal. But he doesn't. Well, he you know, wants to get America's it done before the Republican Congress comes in. All right, folks, as we're talking about what President Trump has to comment and say and instruct and reveal and let us know on a multitude of topics, let's turn over to the topic of the border and Title 42, which for once uh, during this Christmas season, we actually got good news from the Supreme Court. Here's a bill that gives border security to Middle East countries, but none to ours. And here's yep. a bill that gives another 45 billion to Ukraine, but their invasion. But what about our border invasion? If Title 42 gets lifted, what's going to happen to America? Well, right now it's doing better than we thought in the courts. The courts are sort of holding it up because, uh, you know, the judges are saying, like, this is crazy what they're doing to our country. You know, it's, it gets beyond the legal. It gets like it's common sense, most of this stuff. And uh, it'll certainly be a horrible thing. And right now it's extended. But, you know, I was the one that put it in. It was my idea. Now to the border crisis and an important decision by the Supreme Court. The justices have decided for now to keep in place a controversial policy that allows border officials to quickly expel many migrants seeking asylum. A major blow at the border for President Biden. The Supreme Court ruling that Title 42, a controversial Trump-era border policy, will remain in place as legal challenges play out. It's a policy the Biden administration said it was ready to see end. Just minutes ago, President Biden reacted to the ruling. We are getting right. inundated with millions. I'll bet you the real number will be 15 million people within a year. 15 million total. I agree. The White House wants to end that pandemic-era policy. But for now, the 5-4 to four ruling is a major victory for GOP-led states that asked the Supreme Court to step in. All right, so finally some good news, at least. Looks like this is going to stay in place for several, several months, giving us a little bit of a reprieve. 
Uh, just to put it in perspective, the difference between having Title 42 in place and not having it in place is a huge deal. DHS projected between 9,000 to 14,000 migrants would try to cross the southern border each and every day, more than double the current number of people crossing, according to a source familiar with those projections. The White House tonight also vowing to comply with the ruling, but urging Republicans to now work with Democrats on bipartisan immigration reform. Of course, the one time that Biden and his handlers and the people who really pull the marionette strings don't get their way and they're calling for bipartisan support as if bipartisan support didn't give us this horrible omnibus bill and every other win that joe biden has gotten while he's been in the oval office all right folks uh, speaking of bipartisanship we know that mcconnell is absolutely horrible and i like that wayne allen root had president trump on and he asked him some pretty uh, tough questions. And one of them is why he is supporting Kevin McCarthy, even though we can't stand Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has stabbed President Trump in the back. We'll do so again. Something that Wayne Allen Root uh, pointed out to President Trump and President Trump tackled. There's another tough question that uh, was discussed between these two, but I'm not going to be able to show that discussion here on this uh, platform. I will be showing that in episode, I believe it's the next episode is 172 of BCP Unfiltered. Make sure you catch that later today. Why? We, we know you don't like Mitch McConnell, but why do you stand with Kevin McCarthy or Ronan McDaniel? That's another two I get all the time, but we don't understand why. Because to me, I don't like them either, like McConnell, to me. But you tell me. Go ahead. Let's see President Trump's uh, answer which is very similar to what he's already answered on this subject, but he gets a little bit more detail about how he feels and what he knows when it comes to Kevin McCarthy being Speaker of the House. I'll, I'll tell you, look, first of all, uh, I think Kevin uh, has really worked hard. I think perhaps most importantly, we're playing a very dangerous game. We have a majority of uh, literally a few votes, a few votes, and you could end up with somebody... Uh, just horrible. You could end up with a horrible speaker, including possibly a Democrat speaker. As I have covered previously, not sure if it was here or on our other show during this uh, hiatus, that it is a game of palace intrigue, numbers, and strategy. In other words, if we play with Kevin McCarthy possibly not being Speaker of the House, we may end up with someone we really don't like. In other words, this may be a choice of the better of two or three or four evils. So they're playing a very dangerous game. You know, I could tell you a lot about, look, I know so much about this particular thing, but they're playing a very, very dangerous game. They really are. I get very it. Dangerous I get it. He's game. better than the worst case scenario. Now, I really hats off appreciate to what Wayne Allen Root did next. He doesn't just drop it there. He points out what we all know. Kevin McCarthy is. And of course, I enjoy, and what a breath of fresh air, President Trump's candor in realizing what's really going on and uh, being honest about it. But you know that at times McCarthy stabbed you in the back. So, no, so when he does he did. that, I, don't I mean, like I understand him. that. I yeah. understand that. I mean, he does it again. Right, we'll right. fight back and all this stuff. But, and it's possible he will. You know, I mean, I get life, I get the way it works. But, we are in a situation where 
you know, a couple of votes. Yeah, so President Trump just knows the strategy, the uh, chess checkers, Chinese checkers uh, strategy uh, game here where you just got to uh, put up with uh, Kevin McCarthy. And he goes on to, as I've covered in the past, talk about how he don't, doesn't want to have a situation where you have a Boehner and then because of this kind of situation, you get someone worse than a Boehner, like we got a Paul Ryan. Now, what I really, this is the last uh, part I'm going to uh, play for you of President Trump's uh, conversation with Wayne Allen Root. Uh, Wayne Allen Root. One thing I really, uh, once again, enjoy about President Trump is his candor. He knows that Kevin McCarthy to stab him in the back and could do it again. He says, hey, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And then President Trump was very, very honest here on his relationship with Mitch McConnell and getting stabbed in the back. I don't know. I just, uh, we just don't see this kind of honesty from uh, Republicans. We don't see it from politicians uh, as a whole. And once again, one of the reasons why we absolutely love Donald John Trump, the 45th president of the United States is because (laughs) <laughs> he's not a politician. But it seems like all our Republican leaders, they're all weak and feckless and cowardly, except well, the, you. The worst, I don't know why we, the worst we have is Mitch McConnell. I mean, Mitch McConnell is the worst. Yeah. And what I well, really I with that. am disappointed in, he was so nice to me for two years, and he was just as nice as you could be. And he was running and he was losing. And he asked for my endorsement. And instead of running somebody in the primary against him in Kentucky, which likes me and I like them, I didn't do that. I know, I know. President Trump is egotistical. He doesn't uh, listen to advice or whatever. This is a pretty candid moment for President Trump saying, hey, look, he could have gotten rid of Mitch McConnell, but Mitch McConnell essentially played him. And look, let's let's just call it what it is here. Mitch McConnell wasn't that bad the first couple of years President Trump was in office. As a matter of fact, we have to give credit where credit is due. And Mitch McConnell pushed and pulled and worked and got President Trump and America the greatest group, uh, single group of people in the uh, on the bench in the judicial branch of the government ever. Think of all of the over 100 judicial appointments of President Trump that Mitch McConnell went to bat for. So President Trump rightfully said, hey, he's been on our side on a very important thing. I'm not going to run someone against Mitch McConnell, which of course, in hindsight, wasn't the wisest choice or decision made by President Trump. And he readily admits that. I didn't run, I should have run somebody in the primary, but for two, two and a half years, he was so nice. So I gave him the endorsement and he He's went up 20 snake. points and he won. And then as soon as he won, He's it was like, uh, you know, just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But He's, He's bad. News. He's, He's so bad He's for the snake. country and he's so bad for the party. That's right, President Trump. Mitch McConnell is bad for the party, but he's great for the Uniparty, jumping in and helping push that omnibus bill along with 17 turncoats. And then, of course, he is uh, he's bad for the country. Because anything that he does to side with the Marxist Democrats, obviously, is destructive to us. All right, folks, got two more uh, Trump bits of news to close out this uh, mostly Trump news edition. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get into what uh, Politico is reporting, uh, that there is a new federal ruling as of Wednesday, 
and it seems to uh, reckon with what the unselect committee's final report and criminal referrals were all about. The January 6th Select Committee's finding that Donald Trump lured followers to, the, to storm the Capitol does not absolve them of legal responsibility for their actions, a federal judge ruled Wednesday, the first opinion to cite congressional panel's criminal referrals of the former president. So this is coming from uh, U.S. District uh, Court Judge John Bates, uh, by the way, an appointee of George W. Bush. So a swamp creature, most likely. Uh, he cited the committee, the select committee's report and criminal referrals to swat down a January 6th defendant's claim that he believed Trump had authorized him and other rioters to enter the Capitol when he urged the crowd to march down Pennsylvania Avenue. So we have these political prisoners who trespassed at most and were not insurrectionists when they entered the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, which, by the way, uh, I know they're trying to hide that video, but there's plenty of video evidence you can see of the cops just allowing people to come in. If it was a crime, they didn't breach. They didn't fight police officers. They saw people going to the Capitol. How are they supposed to know if the Capitol was closed if cops were standing there allowing them to come in? Once again, they fell into a trap. But some of these uh, defendants and their legal counsel is saying that they thought they were doing the right thing because President Trump had lured them into uh, going, told them to go in, and therefore they thought that this was a legal act. Bates, an appointee of President George W. Bush, ruled that defendant Alexander Shepard should be prohibited from making the public authority defense because there's simply no evidence Trump told his followers that entering the restricted capital on January 6th was legal. In fact, his incendiary rhetoric, you know, him saying fight like hell, may suggest Trump was asking them to break the law, Bates said. And see, folks, this is the power, as I mentioned before, of having good people on the bench. George W. Bush appointees are still here wreaking havoc and making things terrible for us in the United States. His words, considering the protesters that entering the, cap entering the Capitol and stopping the certification would be unlawful. Bates' ruling is the first to reckon with the select committee's findings that Trump violated at least four federal laws in his crusade to subvert uh, 2020. It is an early window into how the judiciary might interpret the unusual findings of criminal violations by a congressional committee. A slew of January 6th defendants have sought to argue that Trump somehow blessed their decision to breach the Capitol, saying they were misled into believing their actions were legal. Though Trump has no power to permit others to violate federal laws, many in the crowd may have viewed his instruction as legal permission, they've argued. Those defenses have largely failed in court, and the one jury to hear that claim in the case of Dustin Thompson rejected it, finding Thompson guilty on all charges. Folks, these political prisoners, many of them are being set up with bad legal advice. And of course, this helps the deep state, the evil cabal, whatever you want to call them, the establishment against Trump. They are giving bad legal representation to these defendants to come up with that, oh, President Trump said we should do it. And then, of course, being found, no, he, you can't do illegal things because President Trump told you to do them. Therefore, making the assumption that, one, what President Trump did was illegal, and two, that he was an insurrectionist. And for the second time, these poor political prisoners are falling into a trap. What a horrible, horrible time we live in the United States where being protesters uh, makes you a victim of torture um, and not having your legal constitutional rights upheld. 
And then the last story I want to share with you from CNN Politics, so you know it's BS, uh, is the January 6th uh, committee released on Tuesday uh, more transcripts. And they had, once again, the then White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows' um, employee, Ms. Hutchinson, talking about, once again, that he was burning transcripts and trying to have secret meetings or what have you. Remember, this is the same Cassidy Hutchinson, the supposed blockbuster witness that was trying to get a job at Mar-a-Lago, didn't get a job, and hell hath no fury like a scorned woman who is used by the deep state against America, patriots, Trump supporters, and Trump himself. The January 6th committee released another batch of transcripts Tuesday, including two more of its interview with blockbuster witness Cassidy Hutchinson and testimony from several other White House officials. The transcript shed new light on how then-White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows regularly burned documents during the transition period, according to Hutchinson, who, by the way, of course, we've already discredited, and she is not a credible witness. But it doesn't matter. As long as anyone's willing to lie about President Trump and or his cabinet, they get the blessing and are sanctified and get sainthood and they're canonized as truth tellers, even though we know they are liars, partisan hacks, or people that have been threatened. She described how uh, Meadows occasionally told staffers to keep some Oval Office's meetings close hold and potentially omitted from official records. There was no additional details about Hutchinson's dueling loyalties that led her to ultimately switch lawyers and provide damning testimony about what she saw and heard at the White House after the 2020 election. Surprised that CNN even talked about the fact that she has dueling loyalties and that she switched lawyers. Because, of course, she's controlled opposition. The latest cache of transcripts also revealed some of the rumors, gossip, and wild conspiracies that were floating around the White House. Meadows told White House staffers to keep some office Meetings close hold during the transition period, potentially leaving meetings off the books, according to Hutchinson. But of course, they don't know what these meetings were, what they were about, or if the documents that were being burned were originals, copies, or what they were. So once again, just more negative news and noise from CNN, uh, from Politico, and from all the other mainstream media outlets, whose sole purpose is to make sure in any way, shape, or form that President Trump does not return to the Oval Office. All right, folks, please like, share, and subscribe. We're back on here, obviously, and I have a lot of news. Look forward to two minimum uploads a day as we go into 2023. I will keep you informed. And on those few topics that I just can't cover on here, make sure that you check out our other show, BCP Unfiltered, at therealbcp.com or bcpaxers.com. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless, a uh, very Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year to you and yours. Thank you for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss any of our videos.